I would now like to welcome uh, Colleen um, Yvonne Thomas. Um, she is a Washington, D.C. native and the co-convener, now the co-convener of the Faith Working Group of the Los Angeles Poor People's Campaign. She earned her master's degree in theology from Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. She serves as a chaplain for the Los Angeles H. Belfield Hannibal Chapter of the Union of Black Episcopalians. Uh, Colleen, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Margaret. Having me, Margaret. Um, Colleen, I hope you had a chance to hear the previous uh, segment um, with with Shannon. But specifically, I'd like you to talk about this event um, that. Or that you were part of organizing of the faith working group in Los Angeles. I mean, it, it's it's gotten uh, the links to it very very widely viewed. Uh, tell us what the theme was and and why it was so important to organize an event such as this, Colleen. Sure. Yes. Well, we did uh, the Los Angeles Poor uh, People's Campaign Faith Working Group organized an educational. Uh, action, uh, a program to discuss the distorted moral narrative of Christian nationalism. We called it Constructing a Moral Narrative, Dismantling Christian Nationalism, recognizing that Christian nationalism um, is a distortion of um, Christian principles. And um, it was important to us as the faith working group um, of the Poor People's Campaign uh, because one of the uh, pillars, or as Reverend Barber um, and Reverend Liz uh, refer to them, the one of the interlocking injustices that the Poor People's Campaign focuses our action on is the distorted moral narrative of of religious nationalism. And in light of our previous administration, in light of the events of January 6th, um, at the Capitol, the topic of Christian nationalism has been uh, gaining more and more attention in the news media, and um, we talk often and always in our faith working group, well, how do we address this distorted moral narrative? How do we take action and realizing that in order to take action, we first have to come to a deeper understanding and uh, unravel the, the the meaning of Christian nationalism. It's very complex, and unlike um, you know racism, for example, which um, once existed kind of uh, uh, on in the fabric of our culture without real awareness of how it impacted us. Christian nationalism is in this early stage. It's been with us throughout history, but identifying it is not nearly as easy as racism or um, systemic poverty or ecological devastation. So we need we realize we needed to have some conversations first to define Christian nationalism, to be able to notice it so that we can uh, develop ways, actionable ways to um, to dismantle the distortion, so to speak. Right, and 
And, and Colleen, uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about, we talked a little bit about in the earlier segment with, with Shannon Rivers, what we've talked about on the show, has to do with the papal bulls and the doctrine of discovery, because what you're talking about goes uh, way back uh, the 14. 52, uh, 1455, and and others when the Pope actually issued something called a papal bull. It was it's called a bull because apparently the stamp that was used was red, right? <laughs> the the wax uh, mm -hmm. stamping to make it official. But basically, it said that European nations could go out in Africa, in the Americas and seize and control the lands of indigenous people there and also enslave them, um, the, the, the quote-unquote non-Christian uh, people, right? So that history goes way back and is embedded actually in the rape of Africa with the slave trade, the colonization and the massacres of indigenous peoples uh, throughout the Americas and the taking of the land. But this doctrine discovery based on these papal bulls, that's still being used today, um, whether it is the situation of the Apache Nation in Oak Flat and other, you know, and, and other areas. And, and also, Colleen, I mean, we talked with Susan Bro, the mother of Heather Heyer, who was killed in Charlottesville, that horrible um, thing in, in Charlottesville where people were chanting, Jews will not replace us, you will not replace us in the great replacement theory. Plus, um, recently you had an elected official on the GOP side saying, well, actually he thinks the United States should be a Christian nation. So Colleen, this stuff goes really deep and um, it's a huge uh, discussion that needs to happen. Tell us a bit about who participated in the event that you, uh, Jenna Kyle, and others helped to organize, and for those who have missed it, how they would be able to see it, Colleen. Absolutely. Well, I think the unique uh, aspect of our event was that it was an interface or multi-face panel of, um, of, 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 of faith leaders participating in this conversation and so um, it was moderated by Reverend um, Frank Alton who is an Episcopal minister um, here in Los Angeles and um, we had represented on the panel um, yeah, we had a, a couple of Christian clergy, um, Reverend Boyd, who hosted us at the first African Methodist Episcopal Church. We also felt like its location was important to the dialogue. Um, m many may not be aware, but the African Methodist Episcopal Church uh, came into existence as a reaction to racism that existed in the Episcopal Church, which was the Church of England. Richard Allen, who founded the what we now know as the AME Church, was an Episcopal Episcopalian uh, minister who realized that there was no place for him in that in that in that church, which was also impacted by systemic racism. And he founded a denomination that gave a home for African descendants to also connect with their 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 understanding of Jesus. Um, we had uh, Rabbi Neil Comas Daniels, um, a Jewish clergy 
um, from um, Beth uh, Sheer Shalom here in Los Angeles. We had Tahil Sharma, who represents United um, Religions International. Tasneem Noor um, is a Muslim woman and also an interfaith minister with the Episcopal Diocese. Um, Shannon Rivers, your former guest, was representing our indigenous faith community, who, interestingly, we don't even acknowledge our indigenous brothers and sisters of having as having their own faith, as being faith leaders outside of a um, Western understanding of religion and outside of what we consider the major religions. Um, we don't say that they're indigenous spirituality is, we don't call it pagan anymore, but we still treat it as such in the way we tend to leave indigenous spirituality and indigenous faith practices out of the dominant conversation about about uh, religion. Um, and so that in and of itself, having um, not just Christians talk about this idea of Christian nationalism, we learn so much um, about the reality that whether or not, and I speak for myself as a uh, someone who identifies as a Christian, um, I learned that, you know, for those outside of it, it, the Christian faith, Christian nationalism, as Tahil Sharma um, shared with us, is is the only Christianity that most people know, especially outside of the Americas. I mean, and in a way, Christian yeah. nationalism is the only form of Christianity that even I know, Margaret. You know, I'm an African-American woman. I have African and indigenous heritage as well. So my ancestors also embraced the Christian religion of their colonizers. And as we understand with the papal bulls and the kind of um, the, the 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 demand or the um, invocation, if you will, of the Catholic Church to um, go out and make Christians of all pagan nations. Um, you know, I I even music it. Right. The music indicates that we are out of time. I'm really sorry about that. We're going to try to put up on our show your entire event. Uh, Colleen Thomas, thank you so very much uh, for joining us. And I'm sorry to have run out of time here for you. Um, thank you.